not jokes only. That sounded like the beginning of a page for an ad. (laughs) (laughs) Hot jokes only. I like it. So so you better click off this page. If you don't got any, if if you don't want to hear no hot jokes, then you got to get out of here. But if you do want to hear hot jokes, you should also probably get out of here. Because, oh, God, it's so warm in Jake's closet. Oh, God, he's sweating. (laughs) Please, it's so hot. I'm going to get naked. It wouldn't be the first time I recorded naked. Not again. Is Um, that a microphone in Jake's hand or is he just happy to see us? Both, I think. Anyway, hello and welcome back. We're the Tough Cut Podcast. Uh, I'm Matthew. I am Alex. I'm Jake. Uh, And this is episode 30, (laughs) part four of our big movie bracket. Um, And coming at you today, we've got Pacific Rim versus Cloudy with a Chance of Meatballs. Big robot, big meatball. Uh, But before that... Uh, what do we do in these finals? We do honorable mentions, my guy. My guy, we hook up our audience with the exclusive feature of being featured in an episode of the podcast that brings things to the cultural zeitgeist. And we don't give them any credit. It's all our credit for their honorable mentions. <laughs> sneaky, sneaky. You know sneaky. what's crazy? You know those like everything uh, great about slash everything wrong about videos on YouTube? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I saw one randomly that popped up that was posted two days ago about Cloudy with a Chance of Meatballs. Damn, and it's just wild so how wild. much that happens on this show. Because I don't remember anyone else talking about Cloudy with a Chance of Meatballs or why that would be brought up, but it did. You know how many movies there are in the world? Two. I think part of it is that we're just on the pulse of culture. Uh, the other part is internet algorithms spying on your your search history no that's why this episode is sponsored by nordvpn (laughs) (laughs) uh just kidding (laughs) just kidding our Uh, real sponsor is nordvpn sponsor us they're not gonna fucking do that um (laughs) hey don't be so pessimistic all right just because Uh, we're sponsored by shave my balls doesn't mean (laughs) that nordvpn would be away from us uh so we wanna wanna hop into these uh honorable mentions that is also we're gonna i don't know probably spoil some movies <laughs> yeah 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 spoiler spoiler warning ahead i will spoil three movies today that that's that's my goal Ooh. i don't know if you guys have goals today i feel like it's funny doing spoiler warnings for honorable mentions because we're not saying what movies we're spoiling <laughs> when we say the spoiler <laughs> warning so we're just like spoiler warning for all movies uh anything could be spoiled the whole well, they know we're not going to spoil Little Women because it's not a big movie. Yeah, or That's Chicken true, Little. But but because the Little Women are little, does that make something else in the movie big? Timothy Chalamet. We've, we saw that in a couple of these honorable mentions. Movies were pitched that are small movies. No, y'all got creative, and it's like, I'm, I'm proud of y'all for this. I actually, I fuck with our audience, I'll say it. I'm not afraid to say it. These two were, <laughs> were, were afraid. I'm not afraid. Yeah, audience, um, you got got to back off. You're not allowed to be funnier than us. Um, that <laughs> is a threat. He means that. He just pulled out a knife. Y'all can't see. <laughs> All right. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's start with some of our honorable mentions. Yeah. yeah. Let's do it. Jake, kick us off. One right off the bat that I know that someone else put, uh, Big Fish. I was very close to picking Big Fish, man. Hugh McGregor, 
Fucking that, love that. Dude. Is that the one with the the killer whale? Is that big fish? Free Willy? No, that's blackfish. Never mind. Blackfish. <laughs> <laughs> Well, it's crazy because Big Fish is about all those tall tales yeah. and Steve Buscemi. Yeah. It's not about Steve Buscemi. Steve Buscemi's in it. <laughs> he's the guy that, like, he is, wasn't it with his son? He's, like, trying to reconnect with him. Yep. And he has all these stories. And he's like, Dad, there's no way those can be true. And then we slowly find out over the course of the movie that maybe they are. Hell yeah. I think that's the That plot. is a good explanation of that movie. <laughs> Too bad we're not put in the bracket. <laughs> uh, I just think it's such a fun little, like movie about tall tales and it feels like you know little fantasy movie in a little real movie and i like it love a good movie that's about storytelling i feel like stories that are about storytelling is such like a good good narrative for me yeah well do you have a honorable mention over there alex yeah i can do one let's just open up my little notebook here a movie that i have not seen in a really long time but that i remember being good and People talk about it like it's good. Uh, Iron Giant. Uh, right. I was pretty close to picking it, even though I like don't have a very strong connection to it and don't really remember it that well. Hasn't stopped you in the past. Hasn't stopped me in the past. <laughs> hasn't and- stopped you either in the past. <laughs> hasn't stopped me either in the past. And <laughs> I, I think it's a good movie. I think so. so. I think it is. I'm doubling yeah. down on that. I also yeah. haven't seen it in years, but I stand by it. <laughs> I saw Ready Player One, and it's basically the same thing. So, yeah, I feel like I, that's not the case. Ah, he's in Iron it. I know there's a movie. big robot in Ready Player One because I read the book. No, nah, it's uh, like Iron, it. Iron in, Giants in, in, in the, the film adaptation. It's not the Iron Giant. Yeah. Oh, 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 oh. Much yeah. like they have Tracer in the film adaptation instead of Voltron. You say that so menacingly. <laughs> um, don't read the sequel. Okay, <laughs> audience, don't fucking do it. This is this is a stand against Ready Player One. <laughs> I really enjoyed the first novel, and then the second oh, one is it. really bad. I was also like thirteen when I read it, so <laughs> ah, freshly bar mitzvahed. I mean, the I liked the story. Mm-hmm. For me, it's the the fact that the author decided to like dive really hard into leet speak and be like this is what's going to be cool and popular in in 30 years or whatever it killed me yeah i was i thought that was rad because i was a 13 year old gamer <laughs> probably maybe a little bit older than that i don't remember it might be why the second one reflected so poorly either way um <laughs> one of my honorable Let's just mentions. Let's talk about Ready Player One, guys. Fuck it. Yeah, we're actually surprised we're going to break Ready down Player the sequel. Podcast. <laughs> and why it's awful and um, highly problematic. So, a little one. No, no little ones. This is a big bracket. <sighs> Damn. Yeah, you're right. Okay, let me Pick start a different over. one. A big one. No. <laughs> highly topical to 2021. Um, and the short squeeze uh we saw in the markets uh the big short Uh. it has big in the title um and i really like this movie i don't know and i had to watch that for a social problems class it wasn't my favorite i'll say it but it's also probably because i couldn't understand it did you also take the class called social problems i took that my freshman year yeah my yeah, teacher was I just this guy. I have no idea what his name is, but he was always outside the building smoking cigarettes. And then he would come in and just like talk 
crazy shit at us for an hour and then the class no, ended it literally was the same thing and i mean mine i don't know if it was the exact same he he was the stereotypical like always had a button-up shirt but one side was tucked in and he yes. always brought in a briefcase <laughs> yes yeah i was like wow this really is college they weren't lying it was very and funny. he made us do quizzes and and no one else like caught on to this guy no because i looked around but like Every single answer was A every single time <laughs> for the whole semester. My man straight up didn't give a shit. Matt, sorry we didn't talk about The Big Short. It's because I haven't seen that movie. No, nah, you're I good. have another honorable mention. Uh, <laughs> little Shop of Horrors. It's little. Bop, shoe, bop. Uh, big plant. Oh, come on. The shop is little. It gets big. The shop is little, but the oh, plant is said, big. Oh, come on. <laughs> that was so cute. Matthew was so disappointed. Oh, come on. Uh, little Shop makes Big Plant look bigger. <laughs> I haven't seen that movie, Alex, so I'm going to pitch my own honorable mention. <laughs> I'm just, I don't get honorable mentions anymore. Battle of the honorable mentions. Yeah, well, this, I'll just, this, well, just Jake, we have to wait until we, until one of our honorable mentions is a movie you haven't seen, and then you can pitch honorable mentions too. I'll see y'all in an hour. Uh, Sunshine, <laughs> um, where Ooh. the, the sun is, uh, yeah. dying and they send a team to go fix it. I just have a super special spot for this movie. This was one I was very close to putting in the bracket, um, but didn't have the space for it. So that movie has a song in it, uh, uh, a piece of music that's used a lot in trailers and was Mm -hmm. used in one of my favorite trailers, X-Men Days of Future Past. And I memorized that trailer like the things they do. And like in my head, randomly, I'll hear sunshine, like the, the music and I'll be like, I don't want your suffering. I don't want your future. And um, that's yeah. X-Men Days of Future Past. Spoiled that movie for you. Spoiled. All right. That's Spoiled. one of my three. <laughs> yeah, the Hell song yeah. is uh, Adagio in D minor, I believe. Yeah. Very, yep, very yep. good. Beautiful, uh, beautiful. That movie reminds me of another movie that wasn't on my list, but I think it could have been. Uh, Armageddon. The Bruce Willis, Ben Affleck, we Steve Buscemi, train their farmers oil riggers to go to space. That, oh, oil riggers! Their oil That's riggers that go up to destroy a, an asteroid from the inside. Uh, fucking sick! Great movie. What? Which yeah, we didn't I, do enough I, space movies. I I've never seen the movie, but my my favorite retort with that is why they didn't just train astronauts to do the mining. Rather than training the mining people to be astronauts, they, they nah. explicitly state state in the movie it's easier to train an oil rigger to go into space than it is to train an astronaut to to dig for oil. Yeah, I'm we sure that makes start sense to me. Training our billionaires um, <laughs> to go mine in space, far away from here. Anyway, uh, <laughs> literally the movie Big. Mm. It's a classic. Tom Hanks, man, does he? Do he? He gets ra- raped by that woman, oh, technically, Jesus. right? Because isn't he a young boy that becomes a full-grown man, and that woman you, you sleeps this, with him? You made this take a dark turn. You made, I can't. Um, I can't remember if they actually have sex or not. I don't. I think it's like wink, wink. I'm a 1988 movie. Yeah, I mean, yeah. There, there are a lot of uh, issues like that in 80s movies. Yeah, well, uh, a lot of people like like that movie. Sorry. I might be wrong. Feel free to tell me I'm wrong, audience. Yeehaw. <laughs> they got a fun piano scene. It's real fun. 
It's a big piano. It takes two oh, people yeah. to play it. Wow, this uh, the tone of this is um. Matthew kills the energy. <laughs> oh God! Oh no! Um, it was hey, f- initially hey, released in Argentina. Fun hey fact. Jake, do you have another honorable mention? Um, no. that that rhymes with Mig. Um, I do. <laughs> well, it doesn't rhyme, but it's very similar to Mig. Uh, the Meg, a big shark, and I think it's better than Jaws. <laughs> Jason Statham you underwater. Those are <laughs> literal fighting words. <laughs> he said the bag. Uh, I watched it on a plane. Yeah. It was pretty fun. I might have slept through part think- of it. I truly don't remember. <laughs> <laughs> I think the funniest thing that came out of that movie was like the trailer at the end showed like a person floating in water and then the shark like under it. And someone tweeted it on Twitter and be like, what would you do in this situation? And someone <laughs> responded, die? What the fuck? Like, what do you want me to do here? And then someone's like, nah, a real dude like me is not, not dying here. <laughs> like, yeah, wild. We should get into some fan honorable mentions. Yeah, yeah. Have, again, you guys were funny, and I'll say it. You guys were funny. But let's do not the funny ones. Okay, so I'll get into one. So I I did a lot of research for the bracket this time. Um, I was really undecided on a lot of my movies. Audience, you may know, Glad with a Chance of Meatballs has made it to the finals, but it originally was not the pick that I was going to put in this bracket. Originally, I was going to pick a movie that someone uh, pitched to us as an honorable mention, Monsters vs. Aliens. Uh, Mm -hmm. in my prep for this bracket, I watched monsters versus aliens and it is a bad movie. Um, (laughs) so (laughs) while, while some of these picks are very good for the big bracket, um, audience member who pitched this one, bad, bad job. Okay. Speaking of that though, so many people pitched my big fat Greek wedding and big Lebowski. Those are both films that I don't necessarily enjoy as much as I think other people do. Oh, okay. I love my, my big fat Greek wedding. And, and I bet I Matt was about to say he loves Lebowski. Big Lebowski. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, I just don't remember liking them. Like, I don't have the itch to watch them like other people do. And I think for both of them, like my big fat Greek wedding, I just like don't remember it. But like Big Lebowski is so like indoctrined in like film people and like other people like mm. really love it. that I'm like, I just didn't. I don't think I saw the same. Like people make the dude their personality. And I'm like, I don't know <laughs> yeah, about all that, I mean, man. It might be for a similar reason why I hate Mad Max Fury Road. I don't know. I don't know. But wow, I didn't know. I'm that. glad you guys like those movies. Maybe I should rewatch them. Honestly, maybe guys, everyone who did those as honorable mentions, you've inspired me to rewatch those movies. Speaking of the audience member that said Monsters versus Aliens, you're a bad audience member because another movie <laughs> you pitched as an honorable mention, and that is Transformers: Age of Extinction. Nice. <laughs> uh, yes, Good the robots are big. Uh, however, oh, I thought they picked it because big plot holes. <laughs> I, I legitimately that movie is so bad. I legitimately had an allergic reaction to it. I sat down He's one night lying. to watch this movie with friends. Yeah, I am not. I'm. I I sat down to watch this movie. Sat in the chair in my house that I always sit in. Halfway through the movie, I start sniffling. By the end of the movie, I am full-on crying my nose is so stuffed up i feel absolutely awful immediately after the movie i'm like sorry guys i gotta go to bed i go lay in bed 10 minutes later i am fine totally fine nose is cleared up 
eyes are done watering. This movie makes me want to die. Well, if you would have played some Lincoln Park, Optimus Prime could have helped you with the power of monologues. <laughs> Yikes. There's so many things wrong with Age of Extinction. But yeah, we don't have there to talk are, about it. So Alex doesn't have it. to break out in hives. Um, yeah, I would rather not. Another movie that uh, people pitched to me uh, was the Sex in the City movie because there's a character named Mr. Big. Uh, and They're that's also in fun. the big city. They are in the big city. Wow. The Big Apple. Nice. Take a bite out of that apple. Yum, yum. Oh, no, a worm. James and the Giant Peach. I oh, God. love I, that movie. I, I hate that movie with a passion. I, yeah, well, it's because it's that animation that you fucking hate. It, sh- it sure yeah. is. Yeah, but I, I fucking love that movie. I would have defended that to my grave. I love that movie. Um, some funny ones that people said. Uh, Harold and Maude because of a big age gap. That's pretty damn funny. It made me chuckle. Uh, shout out to you, audience member. We were so negative with other audience members. I feel like I got to shout out some <laughs> and give them love. You know? Yeah, because they're really funny. <laughs> Someone said, honey, I shrunk the kids and Stuart Little because everything is big for them. And that's pretty adorable. That's great. And um, the big trauma all the kids at the orphanage felt when a rodent was adopted <laughs> instead of them. <laughs> that's still the funniest observation of a movie. Yeah. That's like very good. the, the so air fucked, buds man. of the world where it's like, why did my kid get benched? Well, <laughs> you see. <laughs> yeah. Mega shark versus giant octopus. Great pick. Love it. Very fun. Easily could have, I, I could have seen any of us putting that in this bracket. Yeah. And in making it to the finals, I'll say it. <laughs> wow. Someone said a movie that I've never seen before everything you always wanted to know about sex but were too afraid to ask because apparently Woody Allen gets chased by a giant boob <laughs> and that's a real sentence audience and I don't I don't want to see that movie I'll say it I'll say I'm curious I'm going to do some googling because I interpreted that sentence as Woody Allen who's chasing who is a giant no, boob. boob he is Not chasing the boob, chasing the boob. Like it's a big chase because he's chasing boob. boob. It, it like the right, big car right. scene. I think the giant boob is actively chasing him. It's like it follows. Right. It's like the pick that should have been in here, dude. Where's my car? Where that woman gets real big. Oh, Jake, <laughs> I'm on YouTube right now. Yep, it's a you giant. You were boob very chasing right. Him. Damn, you were very correct. He is it looking is intently, a... audience. Um. Well, to to get to. We only have a couple of other audience honorable mentions, so I'll just throw out one of the ones that um, I hadn't thought of, but I thought was uh, pretty cool. Um, and this is the um, same audience member, I believe, as Age of Extinction. And um, um, but House Moving Castle, <laughs> big castle, oh. big castle, big, big castle. Um, there, I'm sure yeah. it will show up on the show one day in the future. Um, there are a lot of very cool things going on in that film that I think we don't yeah. actively the recognize. The castle moves. Did y'all realize that? <laughs> Damn, no. That's crazy. I'll have to give it a <laughs> rewatch and, and uh, we'll watch for that. It makes me want to howl. Ow. I'll murder you in cold Ow. blood. Oh, howl. <laughs> cool. Um, any any more honorable mentions? You guys have any ones you want to throw out rapid fire? Nah, any just, more audience just, ones? You know, dude, where's my car? But uh, that's it. <laughs> <laughs> my my other two which i think i've mentioned both during the bracket but mm. godzilla the original yeah. one 1954 and uh womal the host god the host is great yeah 
I just did. Yeah, it'll it'll show up one day. Hey, even the um for the first uh, of the Godzilla's that was like in the 2010s or whatever. Yeah, I really enjoyed that. Really good. Did you guys see Suicide yeah. Squad? The, the new one or the new one? The new one? Two? I did. Big Starfish. It could have been. Was it I out did. when this bracket started? I don't think it was. I think so. It wasn't when it started. I don't know. No, not this bracket, but it was it was when our next bracket started. Um, and I thought about <laughs> never mind. Be in anticipation oh, for the next bracket. Um, it would fit our next bracket yeah, pretty well. It would. And the three of us will work together to to get to the end of the show to reveal the next bracket. Almost as a team, you could say a team of hosts, Matt. That was the the <laughs> most heavy handed hint you could have possibly given. Audience, if you want to have your honorable mention featured on the show, we check for them on social media. Uh, so, yeah, at Tough Cut Pod, find us there and tell us movies. They yeah. Twitter, Instagram, follow us. Sometimes we late night thirst tweet <laughs> and uh, yeah. About look the forward to that. If you're up at late at night and you have no one to to tweet intrusive thoughts to we'll do it for you yeah uh dm us and we will maybe tweet verbatim what you say <laughs> yeah if you have <laughs> <laughs> that's a dangerous dangerous road to walk on if you have jokes that you think we should tweet send them to us and we will tweet them <laughs> <laughs> create uh, the content uh, for shall us we we'll crowdsource our content yeah uh, shall we get into the the matchup of the day? Let's do it. Let's do it. I'm excited. So our finals matchup today. What a journey. We have Clan of the Chance of Meatballs versus Pacific Rim. Big Food versus Big Robots, Big Monsters, and Big Friendship. Let's do it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Let's go, boys. <laughs> so, bless you, Jake. There is a discussion that i want to have okay um in the third act of cloud with chance meatballs sentient food mm-hmm. the way that the food acts is almost as if it is psychically linked the pizza breaking apart flying in an organized formation towards the the flying car the gummy bears all like skydiving attacking together the chickens uh you know working like that there's no verbal communication through any of these. Does that mean that the food is in the drift? Hmm. Similar to Shit. the kaiju in Pacific Rim. You know what's crazy about what you just said? Everything? I had absolutely no idea where it was going the entire time. <laughs> yeah, same. <laughs> uh, but here we are. But I'm so happy where, where it ended. Yeah, I mean, but here's the thing that complicates it. Chicken bread. Because... Is Chicken Brand the same as Charlie Day? He drifts with a kaiju. Holy shit. Wait, actually, wait, 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 wait. And it teaches him kung fu? (laughs) What if Charlie... I mean, the sequel... Uh, the sequel to the sequel should just be Charlie Day doing Kung Fu, right? Wait, uh, okay. Chicken Brent learns Kung Fu from drifting with the chicken. That means that the chicken knew Kung Fu at some point. Does that mean that the chickens... In Cloudy the Chance of Meatballs, are they the chickens from Do the Chickens of Chicken Run know Kung Fu? I can't remember. Are those rotisserie chickens the chickens from from Chicken Run? Is that their fate? No, no, Chicken Run. Yeah, I, I think that's really sad. One, two, great movie. <laughs> Three, 
I think they're the chickens from the Legend of Zelda games that get mm. mad at you and swarm you and beat the shit out of you and kill you. Mm, the cuckoos? The cuckoos. The cuckoos. The cuckoos. I just want to see how long you go. I've got around a lot of chickens. Did you say you're not around a lot of chickens? Yeah. Yeah, it shows. I'm sorry, you guys are big chicken people already. I'm so sorry. Big chicken, guys. That's true. Big chicken. Big chicken. (laughs) You guys are making me hungry, if anything else. Well, so I'm ready to vote. I don't know about you guys. Matthew, I'm curious. So you said you rewatched the movie. What, What did you get from it? I did. So they attempt to kiss three times before the end where they actually kiss, two of which are outright rejections from Sam. Um, and then there's the scene, the jello scene where that is reciprocal. So, you know, for what that's worth, I I do think that, I don't know, like they, they still equally rub me the wrong way. Like the first one comes, I think when they're in his lab, um, and that is like a, like true outright rejection of like, what are you doing? Jello scene happens. And then the last one is before they're going to fly off to whatever he tries to kiss her again. Um, which that one reads a little bit more like not understanding the circumstance than it does. She doesn't necessarily want to reciprocate. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, no, he he is outright rejected um, somewhat uncomfortably twice in this movie. Yeah, which, you know, is what it is. Um, I, I do think that that, you know, really contributes to my perspective on those two characters and their chemistry. I think it's heavily affected. Um, like I understand and kind of what you know it's going for but it just it doesn't hit with me specifically because of how hard he curbs or how hard she curbs him in that first instance yeah i think it's it's definitely a problem within the movie and their writing during that time like they played it up as like a joke and like mm-hmm. it's not like a, a joking like yeah like it shouldn't be and it's like it's harmful in, the, in those ways and i totally can see what you mean and it's so interesting because with like pacific rim I just, I still feel that they're just like a woman and a man connecting. That's, whoa, that's crazy. And then they play up for like a romantic thing in the end. And it just feels like so forced and like uncomfy for me. Cause I'm like, dude, they they could just be friends and it could be okay. And uh, I just think I don't like the trope of just like, oh, there's a bunch of men in this, in this facility, whatever, like, but then a woman comes in and whips us up into shape and then we could do it. And I understand I mean, how it's trying to subvert masculinity in that way. Well, but there are other but women like, Jaeger pilots. Jaeger pilots as well. The Russian yeah, woman. But it just, I don't know. It and just theirs seems, is explicitly romantic. Like they're married. Um, true. I don't know. It just feels, feels weird to me when I, when I watch it. So sure. I don't know. Um, which I get. I, I, I think that that is a perspective that you're not alone in. I mean, I think we talked about it in the first episode that that one of the suggested searches is, are is um, do Mako and Raleigh get together in the second movie or whatever. And it's like, yeah. um, you're clearly not alone in thinking that this relationship feels kind of pseudo romantic, um, which I understand. I think I just s- keep the perspective of like it is platonic in like the traditional sense, like deeply right. intimate, but not sexually romantic Mm -hmm. i just wish they would have played that up more because i do love that like i think it's a great message especially with the cool concept of the movie of like drifting and like connecting without words and like Mm -hmm. i think it's very cool um i just wish it would have 
been better handled, I guess. I guess. Less ambiguity. Mm. Yeah. Where uh, there's, there's a scene where Mako goes... Uh, he's like, yeah, you know, um, fuck, I'm, I butchered this joke already. <laughs> I wanted to, uh, where, where Raleigh's like, wow, we, we just make such a good team. Like we're so cute together. Um, we, we almost, or no, sorry. Fuck. God damn it. <laughs> I, it's done. The joke is done. No, Matt, you have to say <laughs> I really want to hear I can't joke, wait please. to leave in all the attempts of you at telling this joke in the final episode. <laughs> Can you um, please tell your joke? You have okay, to land so it now out of fear of him posting it. <laughs> yeah, Jesus Christ. So it's the, you know, it's, a, it's the two of them. They've made their way back, a sweet press photo. And Raleigh's like, wow, we almost look like a couple here. And then Mako's like, a couple of besties. Like that <laughs> fucking tweet. <laughs> Fuck. Wow. Okay. <laughs> yeah. That's most, okay. St- that's the most stressed I've ever seen someone deliver a joke in my life. <laughs> you, you acted like a gun was pointed to your head and be like, "Give your best joke." Tell a joke about Pacific Rim right now. Anyway, what a fucking disaster <laughs> that bit was. <laughs> Who do you think make better uh, uh, villains? It, the kaiju the or the food, food because that one kaiju, kaiju ran headfirst into the sword. You guys remember that? And I'm like, you're a fucking idiot. Like he put, po- they pointed the sword forward and the beast went ran right into it. Do you ever think about it? Looked cool. Do you ever think about how they used the boat as a sword, but they had a sword? Yeah. Um, yeah. I think it's called recycling. Yeah. Okay, that's a pretty good one. Um, <laughs> I think that probably like the production team, the animators or storyboard, whoever wrote that scene just was like, this would be so cool if someone yeah. used a shit. That's ship. literally what this whole movie is, is this would be so cool if blank happened. <laughs> like, yeah. So something, um, unless people have more comments on this. <laughs> Kaiju, Kaiju versus Fade. Um, yeah, I'm a mess. I'm, objectively <laughs> taking away from the co- coherency of this episode. Do you guys I love think it. I love your energy. The flimsome defer, if it had gone unchecked and continued to make giant food, do you think the kaiju would still invade Earth if if it was infested with food? Um yeah, because the kaiju's whole plan is they just want to terraform Earth to you know, fit their species needs. Like they don't care who inhabits it. But what know? if they realize like they could have a big pizza sent down to them every once in a while. And they're like, yeah, we're good. Ooh, if there's like a, a, a sacrificial vote amongst the food of who they're yeah. going to send down through the, yeah, Ooh. I'd watch that movie. Yeah. Isn't, um, isn't that the plot of that one short film? Yeah. The wicker man with Nicholas cage. <laughs> It's it's they have a bunch of bees going and uh, it's it's really great. Um, but the the remember point when I was, we did a Nicolas Cage bracket because I remember yeah. and re- remember when um, I'm totally gonna talk you guys into doing a sequel to it in the future. <laughs> <laughs> um, so one of the things I actually wanted to talk about um, in regard to Pacific Rim is something that I thought was. I don't know, maybe like a missed opportunity in the writing that struck me Mm -hmm. as odd. So they established that Raleigh and Stacker Pentecost, um, who you can only ever say the full name of because of how cool it is. (laughs) um, 
are the only two people to have ever successfully piloted a Jaeger alone. Yeah. What I thought that was building up to um, was going to be in the 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 final uh, confrontation there when the Australian guy and Stacker Pentecost detonate their Jaeger. I was assuming he was just going to life pod the other guy out and then yeah. blow it up by himself. <laughs> and I yeah. don't fully understand why he didn't do that. <laughs> he, he said, hey, dude, the I'm movie, so sorry. The movie explicitly <laughs> establishes that he can. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. And I just think that that was struck me as so off. He ate his leftovers that day at lunch and he was like, you know what, motherfucker, you're going down with me. Um, he just hates the Australian kids so much. <laughs> and I understand that that, yeah, I think the reason they don't do it is to redeem the Australian character a little bit. Yeah. Because if, if Idris Elba just sends him away, like this kid, this kid's well, character what if it was is so swapped, fucked. Then? What if the Australian kid pops him out and then he's now the third person who piloted Jaeger by himself? And then, <sighs> which like, would be pretty I, cool. That, that I, do I think, think would have been cool. That this movie sh- like struggles with its writing a lot, where sometimes they just say cool shit for the sake of cool shit, but you really think about it, it's like one, it makes no sense. Like that whole like you could beat a hurricane line we talked about before. Okay, you really really caught up on that one. <laughs> I am. I am. No, but two, like just there are cooler ways or better ways to handle some of the emotional aspects of this story that I feel like get left out. And that's why it leaves me with like something to be desired sometimes. What, what other emotional aspects do you think they miss on? Well, again, again with the relationship and kind of explaining, like I think the drift is such a cool concept that they play off as like a cool concept rather than like a really diving into the emotional aspect of it the implications Um, yeah so like they do have the whole memory thing and that's really cool i would have loved to explore that more like it almost was like paprika-esque and i thought it was like really cool sometimes and i Um, think sort of to the credit of that a little bit one of the coolest scenes is when um mako and raleigh drift for the first time and um they both kind of lose control of themselves in the drift um, and you have and you see Raleigh in her memory, like working to bring her back under control in the, mm-hmm. you know, the images of um, like what her stake in all of this is, I think, is one of the cooler, like one of the not cooler, wrong word, um, is a really interesting scene um, and reveals a lot about both these characters and helps build that intimacy. So, yeah. I th- yeah, I think that shows that there's a ton that could be explored and maybe a missed opportunity to not go further with right. some of that. Yeah, and I think also like with the other teams, I would have loved to explore their emotional depth way more um, than we got. Sure. I want more Charlie Day, um, <laughs> but that's just selfishly me. Yeah, I, I don't know. It's it's interesting. I just think it's such a good concept, this movie, and watching it just feels like such possibility. And um, maybe I should watch the sequel and maybe it's good or something. But wow. I, Or maybe <laughs> the sequel is so bad that you look at this and you're like well they didn't fuck it up yeah and yeah i think that that's one of the things for me that like obviously there's a lot in pacific rim that is essentially perfectly tailored for what i enjoy mm-hmm. um <laughs> big robots big <laughs> monsters um cool speeches fighting hurricanes yeah fighting hurricanes um destroying all the monsters Nice. <laughs> nice. And um, they, they actually do it in this one. Yeah. Well, they come. Yeah. yeah. Sort of. Sort of. Sort of. 
um, is I think comparatively that Cloudy with a Chance of Meatballs misses for me in a lot of ways that, you know, we've also talked about. Like, I didn't feel a lot of the weight of that third act as a result of how much I didn't like some of the relationships between the characters. Like, yeah. I, you know, I talked about in the, fir- the first time we spoke about this, that Chicken Brent was one of my biggest takeaways of the the final act. And it's arguably a pretty minor portion no. of it. No, no, you're absolutely <laughs> right for that to be your takeaway. Um, yeah. So I don't know. I don't know. I think going back again to that final act of Clyde with the Chance of Meatballs, because I know, Matt, you didn't get a lot from it, but I sure did. The scene where, and maybe this falls flat for you because of the emotional stuff. I'm not. So for me, I don't think their relationship is like a big part of that final act. And the only scene where it really like makes a big impact is the scene when he's lowering down through the peanut brittle. She gets poked. Um, But the scene immediately following that. Chicken Brent running through the cave, kung fuing the other chickens, carrying Sam, like jumping around. The plane is doing all the sick flips. Steve is fighting the gummy bears. All of that like epic scene culminating in them landing in the plane in the flying car and Brent going, I don't know, she touched a peanut or something. (laughs) Peak comedy. Excellent joke. Uh, And I just think like that for me is what this movie like is is like symbolized by is these like beautiful little joke moments that go like so under the radar but i think are so tasty and good nice and i i don't know maybe i'm uh just a bad movie goer because like i think that <laughs> you know some of those little moments of comedy i mean i you know like i get a lot of the jokes and those are sort of the high points it's just kind of like a lot of the other stuff um like when you're dedicating because a decent amount of the runtime of the total movie is dedicated to their relationship. Um, and it just so much of that all misses for me because I'm just left with like such a bad taste about it. And I think that the, um, Bill Hader and Anna Ferris have really good, like comedic chemistry with each other. Mm-hmm. It's just how the characters are written as people that I really just dislike. Right. Um, and that's not to say I dislike their individual characters. I dislike them together in the way they interact romantically. Bill, if you're listening, please cover your ears. I know this is this is sensitive. <laughs> it's it's hard for you to hear this, but Barry was really good. I loved Barry. Yeah, <laughs> yeah you really emotionally resonate with Barry more than... <laughs> <laughs> Which maybe that says something about me. <laughs> um, go watch Barry if you haven't. It's actually a genuinely very good show. I don't have any more topic of conversation, but I also have no idea which movie I'm voting for still. I'm very on the fence. I really do like the big like concept of Pacific Rim. I think the writing is much stronger and better and cloudy, like like you guys were talking about, like what Alex was talking about, like with the jokes and stuff, I think it lands a lot more um with what they're trying to do. But I also see Matthew's point about the relationship and how those comedies at that time were weirdly focused on like playing things off that shouldn't be played off as jokes. Um, so uh, I don't know. I think I really don't in terms of the writing of Pacific Rim, um, because we just talked writing and Clyde with the chance of meatballs and, you know, right. I do think there, there is witty, there, there is witty writing, um, and Clyde with the chance of meatballs. And I think that's one of the things the movie excels at in terms of the writing in Pacific Rim. Um, I think what is done well, I mean, you obviously, I think, disagree a little bit, Jake, but I think some of sort of the the characterization 
Um, I think Makamori is like, like we talked about this in the first episode, um, so I don't want to retread too much of it. Um, but I do think that she is that that uh, our principal characters are generally well written. Um, well acted is maybe a different piece for. Um, <laughs> I hate the main character, <laughs> dude. I, I think he acts so like if they replaced that man, I think I would well, have enjoyed this not movie in the ten sequel. times more. Yeah, he's. I think he's real bad. Yeah, he's not in the. Isn't it uh, Finn from Star Wars? That's yes. not his actual name. Yeah, John, John Boyega. Actual name? John Boyega. I love John yeah. Boyega. He's Big a John Boyega yeah. fan. Disney did him dirty. Real dirty. Dirty, slimy boy. Well, he also. Um, yeah, I'm not sure what specifically we're referring to, um, but you know, he's very outspoken of never wanting to work on another Star Wars project again. <laughs> oh yeah. Do you guys think? Follow me here. Follow you. I'm following. Oh god. Oh god. Another another sentence. Flint Lockwood creates a monkey thought translator. Yes. He then creates machine that psychically mentally links food. Right. If well, that is assuming we're accepting your first premise that the food are in the drift. Right, right, right. Go, go with it. Go with it. Okay. Right, 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 right. right. Grant you that premise. In the cloudy with a chance of meatballs universe. Mm-hmm. Is there a timeline where Flint Lockwood creates the drift technology able to power Jaegers and and Flint Lockwood creates Jaegers? I think and you, what are the implications of this in the world? I think you pose a really interesting piece there because I think the biggest thing it affects is um, the two scientists in Pacific Rim all of their knowledge and research are going to be built off of the work of Flint Lockwood instead, mm. who I, I think carries a sort of similarly eccentric character to his science. Um, right. So I don't know. I think that chaos can either drive them to proper conclusions sooner or to <laughs> worse utter madness yeah, or utter madness. <laughs> See, I don't think they create the Jaegers. I think they create the Kaiju, mm. you know, <laughs> and that's actually like the hidden secret of, of Pacific Rim. If you go into that world under, you'll actually just see Flynn Lockwood. You know, the the lighting in the in the Kaiju world is very much that like golden light, which is utilized heavily in Cloudy with a Chance of Meatballs that uh, like gold yellow like burnt orange with like purples we could be onto something here could be could be you know it's a big missed opportunity sure hit me with it why isn't why isn't cheeseburger in paradise and cloudy cloudy with a chance of meatballs with that i think i'm ready to vote yeah, that's, a, that's a, <laughs> a condemnation um a, I don't a know. condimentation is swallow falls real no I don't think so. So that's actually t- something I want to talk about. There are two little things. Um, one, yeah, the world Cloudy with a Chance of Meatballs proposes they their island is on. It's a small island under the A in Atlantic. Mm. That implies there is a definitive place in which the Atlantic is on the Atlantic Ocean. <laughs> Does that hold a physical presence in the world? Is Atlantic written in the sky in giant letters? I don't know. And is that a subtle nod to the audience that this isn't our world, that things are a little bit off here? 
yeah, it's very subtle. It's yeah, very that, subtle. That, that is, is the a, subtle nod. World. <laughs> this is a different world. <laughs> yeah. Because everything up to that point, I'll say it, I've seen before. Yeah, spray on shoes. Uh, straight up, my guy, my feet have been covered in this since I was born. Show us your feet. Oh, no, I sprayed it on my butthole. <laughs> yeah, what would happen then? <laughs> what, was, uh, what was that voice? What was... <laughs> That was the voice of um, Gertie, who sprayed spray-on shoes on his butthole and uh, had to get a big old surgery to create a new hole. Damn. <laughs> Where would you put your new hole if you had to get one? The grundle. <laughs> the grundle. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like that'd be really painful. Imagine they just use like a hand drill and they're just like... <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> See, I don't think that's how the surgery would work, man. <laughs> Uh, I don't know, man. Things are off in that Damn. world, so maybe it is. <laughs> go into a saw trap. It would go underneath the A in Alex go written on the body. <laughs> you go, go into, into a, a saw, saw trap, trap, and you're sitting in a chair. You wake up, and you're you're naked. And Jigsaw's like, "Hey, um, hello." There's a spray can Where do you want your directly at your butthole. <laughs> <laughs> and if you don't solve my riddle, you will be plugged up. <laughs> You you have failed to respect the public decency of <laughs> not, not having diarrhea in public you bathrooms. Pooped on the seat in a, you pooped on the seat in a porta potty and didn't wipe you it up. You shit at too many friends' house without asking or clearing out the smell. You now. And now you will never Now where shit do you want again. me to drill your new poop hole? It's a seat with a spray can and a drill, and you can either have your you, you. Jesus Christ! Hey, Chris Rock, um, get in touch with us. We have a good new script for the Saw movies. Um, okay, the other th- that reminds me, not technically, but the other thing I wanted to talk about: Ron Perlman's character, Hannibal Chow. Thank God he, when he sees Charlie Day, immediately. Is like, oh, holy shit, it's drift sickness or whatever with his, his like bloody eye. And Chow has his own injured eye. I took that as Chow had also tried to drift with a kaiju. Yes. Was that your guys' interpretation? Yes. 100%. Are there other interpretations? He did some um, weird shit with his eye once. <laughs> I got really bad pink eye. <laughs> <laughs> this guy had me in a trap. <laughs> <laughs> They plugged um, up my bowl, so I chose my eye as my second hole. That leads me to my follow-up. If that's the interpretation we're running with, the kaiju drifting, not the... You the guy, drifting uh, the kaiju? This is my poop hole. <laughs> um, and it's, you know, it's it's very, so very, very clear that um, the, the kaiju at least albeit briefly are after Charlie day because, you know, drifting with them, they now know him intimately and, you know, handle child's like, I can't do public shelters, whatever, etc. What knowledge did the Kaiju pull from Hannibal Chow? You know, like they, they, mm. Mm, because they pulled knowledge from Charlie day's character. So what did they learn from Hannibal Chow? And like, what were well, those implications on the universe? I mean, Charlie that's how day, they originally like Charlie the day was, thing. Well, Charlie Day was, though, involved in the, like, kaiju fighting effort. Hannibal Chow was just some fucking guy who, like, is rich. Right, and they probably just saw him, like, 
Jerking off a something. lot of masturbation, <laughs> a lot of like but, orgies. But Chow also like clearly has knowledge of yeah, the Jaegers, albeit that may just be because they're, you know, a cultural sensation. Mm-hmm. Um, I just wonder if there, you know, I wonder if there was meant to be a bigger like reference that was supposed to play. Another thing that, yeah, is. But I, I, I don't I'm not going to fault the movie for that one because no, I think it's no, no, no. very minor and it's more additional world building. But I think it's a, an it interesting been premise. Very cool. Was there a kaiju sure. that had like sharp things that like could cut things? Was that one of the kaiju? No, you're thinking of know, Big dude. Man Japan again. <laughs> um, and maybe that baby kaiju that swallowed <laughs> Hannibal Chow wasn't trying to kill him. Yeah. Simply wanted to, to, give him a big to mother him. Oh. Yeah, or that. Big, big little kids. little breastfeeding. But Hannibal Chow feeds from the baby's breast. Right. <laughs> Imagine Ron Perlman just being suckling, cradled in the arms of a, at the teeth of a giant monster. <laughs> it's like it would be like Luke Skywalker. Yeah. In the one Star Wars movie when he squeezes <laughs> right. that green bit. Yeah. <laughs> Well, he gets the milk straight out. uh, uh, Ron Perlman's (laughs) giant jaw. I think it could fit around the the teat of a huge monster. He'd be suckling Um, and and he'd be like, you ever heard of my poop hole? You want to see my new poop hole? (laughs) It's right on my grundle. Oh no, you got milk in my poop hole. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Oh boy. uh, um, And yeah go for it Jake. no your and is better than what i got no it's not <laughs> <laughs> well now i have Cut to hear your head. what's your best joke about pacific Rim? <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's one of my darkest moments <laughs> um i think you know we're we should we should do it i don't know what i'm voting for i kind of want to go last but we should do it i i don't know I have no I, idea. I I I know. Um, I know. <clears throat> Jake, are you leaning like, in any which way? No, I'm pretty. Because neither am I. The the pa- impassioned creativity of Del Toro just hits me. Yeah. So close to heart. It it, it is a movie as that is so filled with passion and love for the genre of big stuff fights, big stuff. (laughs) And I don't know, man, I just I love that. Okay, okay. Also, we see a handful of shirtless boys in Pacific Rim and they're pretty buff. I wouldn't frame them as shirtless boys. (laughs) (laughs) Grown men. Which of these movies does big better? Jake. Uh. Pacific Rim. Matt? Pacific Rim. Okay, I'm ready to vote. I can go first. Please do. I, if it wasn't obvious already, am voting for Pacific Rim. Me too. It does big better. And you know what? Actually, I'm going to also vote for Pacific <laughs> Rim. Yeah, wow. And, and it, it was it's because of kind of what Matthew was talking about. And I know that I've um, expressed a lot of like questions about pacific rim and like critique you just want it to be so much more but i want it to be so much more and i think the concept is so awesome and del toro did like impassioned do this and so i think there's a lot of potential in a movie and i i can applaud it for that so pacific rim yeah wow look at that a, a unanimous we haven't had a, yeah we haven't had a unanimous final in a long time 
Nice. Okay. Well, with that, the winner of our big bracket is Pacific Rim. Wow. Congrats, um, Del Toro. You 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 won yeah. an award. We'll you won a mail it to you. And mm-hmm. in the death match, where we invite the directors of all of the winners <laughs> of the first eight brackets, um, I wish you well. May the Hell odds yeah. forever be in your favor. I think is what they say in the Hunger Games. <laughs> yeah, thank you guys for um, for listening with us. But we have something to announce, and what's that? Our next theme. That's right. Our new bracket. It's the Avengers bracket. (laughs) I'm I'm fucking around. Uh, It's team movies. (laughs) I hope you remembered my hand fisted uh, sneaky little reference because it's a hand fisted reveal too. just like a bunch of hand fisted movies we're going to have in this bracket. That's right. So. We've got some great movies, great matchups coming for you guys next week. In our first episode, we've got the original Ghostbusters versus the Fellowship of the Ring, the Lord of the Rings. In our second matchup, we've got Fast Five versus the 2010 A-Team. Hell yeah. And in our second episode, we've got Galaxy Quest versus Seven Samurai and Power Rangers versus the Guardians of the Galaxy. This surprisingly space heavy bracket. Um, But it's going to be real good. In space, no one can hear you team. Have you had that one teed up all episode? No, I just thought of it. And that's why I'm so happy. Genius. Feel yeah. <laughs> that's that's so good. Um, yeah, thank you. Yeah, so excited for that one. We're gonna be talking about teams and wow. what makes a good team. Wait, all and, of our know, space, all of our space movies are in the second half of the bracket. <laughs> so we have like metal, no dude. space and then heavy space. Yeah, seven samurai. You should have done the Fast and Furious movie. movie where they go to space. What? I'm sure they will eventually. It's the latest one. They Do go they to space. Go to I space? you not. That's real. Oh my god. No, that's real. Fast nine. Can't wait to see it. There's so many Fast and Furious movies. <laughs> and one day, maybe we'll do a Fast and Furious bracket. Hell yeah. Well, much love, y'all. Again, follow us on socials. Give us a little review if you enjoyed what you heard or what you've been hearing. We've been doing this for a hot minute now, so we hope you guys are enjoying. Episode 30. Wow. That's right. crazy. Um, wow. Well, we hope you like the show. Um, and if you didn't get the fuck out of here, <laughs> get the fuck out of here. Gun to your head. Best joke. Pacific. Go, 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 go like go, that go. tweet. 